Hello and welcome. Stand Up World, episode 20. Thank you for joining us again, or if you're coming in for the new time, it's a great day. Got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about a couple uh, profiles or items, blog items up on standupworld.com. Thing called Why the Bells Matters. Little story about Richard Belzer, who we lost this week, as a lot of people know. And then another thing about Catch a Rising Star, the end of an era, because Rick Newman, the owner of Catch a Rising Star, who was one of Belzer's best friends, died the very next day. So we have a piece up on him, too. And um, there's a lot going on. It's a good week. I'm on my way to Boston to play... Um, Nick's Comedy Stop in Boston, Friday and Saturday night, the 24th and 25th. And then next week, I'm going to be at Laughs Boston. So I'm really getting very excited about my trip to Boston. I had a great night last night. I, uh, Adam Sandler, who's one of my old buddies, oldest buddies, and just a great guy. We made Rain Over Me together. And just he's a, he's a super person, hum, super human being. I just love Sandu. And he... Uh, as many people know, he's getting the Mark Twain Award. And his wife, Jackie, and some people put on this incredible little dinner for all his buddies at the Hillcrest Country Club. Jews! Did I say that? Oh. And, but um, it was great. And we all toasted him. And it's a really a great. He's getting the Mark Twain Award. You know, it's so great. You know, I have to say, 10 years ago, People might have gone, Adam Sandler, the Mark Twain, and now no one even blinks. I mean, he's a comic genius. He's he's such a well-rounded, crafted entertainer. And, you know, I just, uh, everyone, you know, it was, we just had so much fun teasing him. Because you can tease Sandler. First of all, he loves to be teased by his buddies. And second of all, he he's so good at everything. I think Ted Sarando said he said he's just great at everything. He, he is great golfer great skier great filmmaker you know actor you know he just but uh apatow was talking about uh him his farting and his shitting i don't know what it, how that came up but it was really funny and i i uh when i was toasting him i was telling some stories about making rain over me and then i i, I got onto this story which was you know when one time sandler and i were in new york and we, Sunday morning, we we go to uh, this deli, and we have this Sunday morning breakfast. Just the two of us eating, having a great time. And he goes, "Okay, buddy, we got to go. I got I got to go back back to the hotel and go to the bathroom." I go, "There's a bathroom here." He goes, "No, it's grody here. I can't I can't take a dump here. Let's go, buddy." And we're staying like ten blocks away on the other side of town. And if you know Adam at all. It, you know, he can't walk across town without everybody wanting his autograph and say hello and tell him a funny story and give him a hug. And and he doesn't say no. He's just so, his heart is so huge and his love for his fans. And he had to go to the bathroom so bad. And was his buddy binder making it any easier? Was his buddy binder making the glide path? 
Soft? No. Here, let me take the camera. Let me take the picture. Oh, yeah, we better do another take. Oh, wait, I think the light's behind you. Uh, uh, you moved. Adam's eyes were shut. And, you know, he wanted to kill me, but he was so good to his fans. And I guess the million-dollar question, folks, is did Adam Sandler crap his pants for his fans? Yes, he did. And then the $2 million question is, would, did Johnny Carson or Bob Hope or Dave Chappelle or John Stewart or any of these other big shots that got the Mark Twain Award crap their pants for their fans? No, they didn't. I can tell you that. But Adam Sandler craps his pants for his fans. Mike Binder craps his pants for Mike Binder quite often. But Adam Sandler will crap his pants for his fans. And I can testify. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. But no, he is, he's, he's a once in a thousand year, hundred year, whatever, entertainer. And I'm just so lucky to be his pal. I was so honored that he asked me to come to this thing. And I'm so happy that he's getting the Mark Twain Award. Uh, speaking of crapping your pants... I had a funny thing. My uh, my buddies and I were talking about, you know, when your parents get older, you know, sometimes, you know, the things you're going to have to start doing for your parents, is, you know, the nurse isn't around or whatever. I don't know. And I was just started thinking about it. I started thinking about my kids, you know, who are 29 and 30. And I just said, started thinking, you know, I'm going to have each of them come over once in the next couple of weeks separately feed me in bed late at night and then wipe my ass just as like a trial run just okay look while i can talk well probably this might be 20 years early 15 years who knows maybe five i don't know but while i can speak clearly and tell you exactly how i like it let's cross this bridge now and then I thought, oh, I know my kids. But you didn't. Why should we do that? You didn't. You didn't even wipe our diapers when we were babies. And I, hey, how do you know that? How do you, how, how do you know that? You were a baby. And I'll say to my daughter, listen, let me tell you something. I guarantee you, I changed your diaper. Okay, maybe at least a dozen times over the ten years you were in diapers. My son. I will say it was God awful. And I don't think I've changed his diapers much. What I would do when I was alone with him or at home, or if I, like say I spent a weekend with him, my wife would set up a bag with the diapers and I would buy little corks and she would leave. We would leave. He'd be freshly diapered. I'd pull over about three houses past our house, open the diaper, put a little cork up his butt. And then we'd have a go have a great weekend. We'd come back. I'd stop, same three houses out, quickly open, pull the cork up, shut the diaper up again, go home, just hand in my wife, say, here, you can you take him? I've been changing diapers all weekend. This is crazy. She'd come back to me a little bit later and go, what the hell did you just have for lunch with him? He just pooped like crazy. I don't know. We had KFC. He like, 
pooped a family bucket or something. Six side orders. I said, I don't know. I don't know. He's he was fine with me all weekend. It's something might be you. But no, that's not true. I I did my fair share of diaper changing. If it were today, I'd be doing it over Zoom. Anyway, what else is going on? My I I my mom, she's getting up there. My mom's 88. I ain't changing her diapers. Getting help. I love my mom, but she's crazy. Oh my God, she's crazy. And she's just getting she but her her faculty's all there, but she's like 88 years old, crazy. And 87. She's 87. I'm sorry. But she's, you know, you become like the parent. That's the thing. I'm I'm in a store with her the other day and she just starts melting down. I pulled it. What, what's wrong? What's wrong, mom? I want that lunch bucket. What do you want a lunch bucket for? You eat at home every day. I I want a lunch bucket. Lunch buckets are for people that go to work. If if I had a lunch bucket, I'd go to work. Oh, you promise that? Because if you really go to work, I'll get you a lunch bucket. And I got a friend. Get you a job as one of those ice road truckers. Would you do that? Because I'll get you five lunch buckets, one for every day. You say you want to drive again? There's a job for you. We'll get you on ice road truckers up in northern Michigan. I just want a lunch bucket. Okay, mom. But she, uh, my mother is, uh, my mother's great. My mother, when I was growing up, I don't talk about this. My mother was beautiful. I mean, she still is. But when I was growing up, my mother was like really pretty. And I grew up, when I was in my teens, I was, it was like the start of porn, the advent of porn. Like everyone's watching it on VHS. And it was, the MILF was brand new. And my friends were just loving, trying out the whole MILF concept. They were always, oh, man, your mom's a MILF, man. I would love to do your mom. I go, stop it. Stop it. And I, 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 the truth is, at first, I didn't even know what they were talking about, MILF, because I wasn't, I was, I was slow. I was a slow kid at that point. I was, my thing is, I was not into VHS and porn and movies. I would rent, check out 16 millimeter films I would rent from the library, silent comedies or comedies and play them on our my projector in the basement and they're talking milfs i'm going yeah your mom's a milf i go like an elf like a santa's elf kind of milf yeah yeah she's a packer she is she's a packer she's a boxer she's a taper like what kind of porn is binder into but my friends road tested the concept of milf out on my mom and it scarred me permanently but she was great. She was great. She is great. She's just nuttier than hell. And she poops her parents for her fans. Okay. Let's talk about the Bells. We lost the Bells this week. The legendary Richard Belzer. There's a piece up on Stand Up World about why the Bells mattered. And the Bells did matter. Trust me. He was a legend. And he was ahead of his time, you know. 
He was in, in an era when all the comics wanted to get on the Tonight Show and be clean. And, you know, other than Richard Pryor, maybe, or really, you know, George Carlin. But but even George Carlin could work clean, you know. But but Belzer, Belzer just was, it was the perfect anti-MC, anti he was the devil, you know, and he'd get on stage and he he was the first guy that just didn't give a shit about making an audience happy. He just wanted to make them laugh. I personally believe he begat Sam Kinison and Dice and all these guys. And he also was like the first rock and roll guy. You know, all these guys that are, you know, when when Sam brought all the rock stars around and Adam and Sandler's friends with all these rock stars and the kind of commingling of the whole thing. I, I, I really, uh, Sandler, I mean, Belzer was the first like really cool guy that was pals with Mick Jagger and, and, the, the and, you know, the who and Dylan and they were all coming in to hang with him. And he just, he was bigger than life, babe. Hey, babe. He was the first babe. But and he uh he was wild, man. He was a he was a nut. He was wild, but he was special. And he didn't have a plan that made sense. On paper, you would think this guy's gonna self-destruct and not have a career. And he ended up having a beautiful wife that he was totally in love with for many 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 years and became a good really good dramatic actor and one character he played for so longer than james arnest did gunsmoke and it worked out great for him and you know where he started was catch a rising star which there's another piece up about catch a rising star on uh Stand up world. And his best friend at the time, and I think over, oh, I think forever over was Rick Newman. You know, Rick Newman owned Catch a Rising Star, and he just he was an interesting guy. I knew Rick. I knew him because Larry Bresner was my good pal and and they were good friends. So we, we spent some time together over the years. And Rick created Catch a Rising Star. And, you know, in the in the universes, there was the comedy store and the improv out here, and there was Catch and the Improv and Comic Strip in New York. And those were that was before the cellar. But Catch was a very special place. It was it was warmer than the improv in New York. And people hung there you could it was a great place to do sets and everybody liked to work out there you know uh, when i when i'd go to new york seinfeld was always there and and chris rock was there and I, gilbert godfrey was always there but but i, I saget would, would go would play it a lot and you know but it was warm it was really warm it was a lot like the improv in la didn't have the darkness even though it was crazy i mean you go down to rick's office and it blasted but but uh it was a scene you know billy crystal uh, first time i ever saw billy crystal 
was there. First time I ever saw, first time I ever met Larry David was there. First time I, God, I mean, I saw so many people the first time ever there. And was just blown away. Andy Kaufman. It was just another time, man. You know, him dying and bells are dying. It's just the end of an era, the Catch a Rising Star era. Man, that was such a, so fun. I remember just walking up the street to that club, being so excited to go in there. I was just, I always felt so lucky to be part of it, even a small part of it, because at the time I wasn't nothing, you know, but Rick was always really nice to me and let me go up, you know, but even more, even when I wasn't going up, I, I just, loved being there you know i just felt that it was like the center of the world and stand-up comedy at that point chevy chase would come in a lot belushi was there a lot robin williams was there a lot and david brenner who i was really a big fan of was there he was the guy apparently that changed that club's trajectory was doing okay and and brenner was really hot in like the mid 70s from the tonight show and he was the hot guy and he started popping in and jumping up at catch and that was it man when he started popping up there not only did the audiences come but the comics came man catch a rising star it was, as Mark Marin says, different time. Different time was a different time. Anyway, that's it. Like I say, I'll be in Boston this weekend at Nick's Comedy Stop, and then I'll be at Laugh Boston. Check out their website, John Tobin Productions. Big thank you to those guys. They've been really great to me, helping me with my social media. God bless you, Richard Belzer and Rick Newman. Congratulations to my great pal and an inspiration, Adam Sandler, the Mark Twain Award. We'll be talking about that more as it gets closer to him getting it. And got some good stuff coming up that I'll tell you about next week. And that's it. Thank you so much. That's episode 20. I like to keep them short and sweet. Thank you so much. Again, if you could subscribe and rate and this, it would help me so much. Follow me here on YouTube. Follow me on Instagram. This is what is going to help me keep moving forward in this new phase of my career. Which that's what I'm doing, man. I'm changing my life. I need your help. If you can support me, that's great. I love you. Mike, out. <laughs>